Hello, this is TJ Murphy, and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. My guest today is Genesis Vaquero. Genesis is a dynamic and inspiring 22-year-old who wears multiple hats as a driven college student, youth motivational speaker, and digital marketing specialist. With over five years of marketing experience, she has worked with a variety of clients, including two-time gold medalist and retired WNBA player Ruthie Bolton. Despite facing adversity at a young age, losing her father to cancer, and being severely bullied, she has overcome these challenges with resilience and optimism. Genesis's personal experience have fueled her passion for inspiring, uplifting, and guiding others in the right direction. With her people-oriented approach, Genesis is a motivating force that inspires others to reach their full potential. Just a few of the golden takeaways she shares in this episode are tips on how to network like the best, the power of vision boards, creating an Oprah list, and how to take risks that open up life-changing opportunities. So without further ado, this is Genesis Vaquero and me. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us, so let's dive in. Hey, Genesis. Welcome to Adventurous Entrepreneurs. Hi, TJ. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm super excited. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure to meet you finally because yes. like, since we connected, I couldn't help but just be impressed by the drive, the positive influence and energy that you're pouring into the world. You're getting up on stages, you're running a business, all while wrapping up your degree and just yes. being an engaged leader on campus. So I wish I had had like half the drive that you have when I was in college, but just want to say major props and Thank keep you. it up. I'm excited to dive into how you've cultivated such a strong growth mindset, but before we dive into that, I'd love to start with just a little bit of background on the journey. So can you share a bit about your story? Like, were there any pivotal moments in your childhood where things shifted and you adopted this growth mentality and, and really just your drive to help people? Or has that just been in your DNA since day one? That's a good question. I definitely think it is a mix of both in terms of I've always been very self-motivated and that's been a gift that I'm very thankful I've had at an early age because of the environment and the mentors and people around me. But really basing it off of like the main pivotal moment in my childhood, I would say growing up, I had to learn from five years old how to face adversity. So at the age of five, my father actually sadly passed away of terminal cancer. And so at an early age, I had to deal with grief and with grief comes a lot of mental health, right? So I dealt with depression, hopelessness, and how I describe it is just being in this black tunnel and not seeing the light. And so at an early age, I was dealing with all of that grief and mental health. And at the same time, I was bullied a lot in school. So that only degraded the way I felt about myself more. I had such a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy 
how far I've come. Um, but really, really the pivotal moment was that facing adversity and turning it into a strength and no longer allowing that to label me and define me and saying, you know what, I went through something difficult, but I can use this in a strength in a beautiful way. If I decide to turn that wound into a scar and show other people how to heal from their traumatic experiences and grow into the person they want to become when they learn how to really take control of their mindset. Um, so I definitely would say it would be my childhood early on with those type of experiences. Yeah. And at such an early age, like five years old, I'm sure that didn't happen right away. There was a long period of healing, but like, were there any things that you remember that allowed you to really kind of turn that wound into a scar, like you said, and, and adapt and really, you know, build up the skills to not only survive, but thrive through that traumatic experience. I would say people, I would say if it wasn't number one for my mother taking on both the, her being just the mother figure, but also the male figure, like the father figure growing up helped tremendously her being able to give me growth mindset tools at an early age um, where I look back and it's just incredible how amazing she is. Kudos to her. Where at five years old, my mother was teaching me how to make vision boards, how nice. to set goals. And at an early age, giving me personal, professional development books to read um, and just really, really cultivating that type of spirit of being very intrigued and be, being very motivated, most of all, to have a growth mindset. I would say people are the number one factor that influence that. Even mentorships, just at 18 years old, um, out of high school, going into networking events for the Chamber of Roseville next to me, just like around the corner, not knowing what it was, just hearing, oh, everyone joins chambers. If you're a networker, do it. And walking into a room of 300, 400 people at the years of 18 years old, not having a business card. It was so insane. Yeah. Um, dressing over the top because I didn't know business casual yet I just assumed okay I'm going to dress like I'm going to an interview maybe a little yeah. more fancy and on the spot when people would say oh do you have a business card having to really adapt and say oh you know what actually I'm creating new ones right now I'll get them to you um, in yeah. a week from now but let's connect on LinkedIn um, so just diving into the networking world at 18, totally, totally shaped that mindset and built really, really thick skin, which I'm really thankful for. Yeah. I mean, what a powerful experience. Like, yeah, I didn't get into my entrepreneurial journey until much later, but okay. I got to say, like getting into those rooms, going to the chamber events, yeah. all the networking, like it's scary at first. So having that experience at such a young age. I'm sure is paying dividends now, but I love that you talk about growth mindset. And I think that is something that gets thrown a lot, like just mm -hmm. thrown around a lot in the professional development and business world. But I find most people when they're talking about it, don't really have a proven or you know replicable system that other people can actually follow to cultivate that into a strength. Can you talk about like how your mom helped shape that in you and, and how you define having a growth mindset first and foremost and how how you really developed that yourself and how it's helped you navigate through difficult times and, and how it's serving you today? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say the way she helped cultivate that was by giving me resources and tools that I teach students today, Yeah, right? When it comes to leadership development and how to gain that growth mindset in terms of knowing how to scientifically 
rewire your brain, um, which is something that earlier growing up, you know, I'd always ask, you know, is this so important that every year um, my mom has this assignment where we have to do a vision board and, you know, we talk about our goals and she's always asking me, what are your new top three goals for, the, you know, this month and how are you going to execute them and what's your plan and thinking, is this really going to help me essentially? But looking back now, this is everything that are like skills that are essentially important, not just for personal development, but for professional development, where I started networking with adults twice, um, triple my age when I was 18 um, at the Chamber of Commerce, all those events, and then looking at me and saying, how do you have these skills? I just got these two years ago. Yeah. And humbly saying it's because of the resources and tools my mom gave me that were genuinely, scientifically, and still proven today, able to reshape my mind, which I find so fascinating learning how we are capable of doing that with our mind. And I think that is such a powerful thing to know is knowing that the mindset you have doesn't have to be fixated. It doesn't have to be it you can change it. You have the ability to do so. It does take a lot of work. I mean, it's taken me years. I mean, I started when I was five years old. So yeah, and it's always a work in progress. Yes. And I still work on it today. Exactly. Um, But I'll definitely say like just her being able to do those things with me, teach me affirmations, teach me visualization, even without a vision board, telling me, you know, if you visualize something, you're going to be more confident in yourself, but you have to do the work behind it. And I think it's that rewiring of the brain, instead of having false narratives and imposter syndrome come in, you visualize so much and gain so much confidence in what you are capable of doing that you believe that you can achieve that. And then that work behind it actually creates that success in reality. So it's super fascinating, but I think it's just genuinely knowing what tools and resources you need to rewire your brain and then working on that every day like I did since the age of five, it's just really, really beneficial. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, vision boards and visualization. Was there any like structure to it that your mom taught you or that you learned through other mentors along the way in terms of some of these tools that you're teaching to, to other kids now to help them grow? Yeah, for sure. I would say something that a lot of mentors um, have told me about growth mindset in terms of structure is making it a routine every single day. Do it like you brush your teeth. Do it like you get a cup of water because you miss a day. For an example, like the gym, that's a good example. You know, people are like, it's New Year's. I want to get into the gym. New Year's resolution. You'll go for the week, you feel good, but then you miss a week or two weeks because, you know, you go to Miami or, you know, you go to Mexico for, you know, the little vacay you have, and then you forget about working out. You come back and then you turn into more fixed-minded because you say, oh, you know what? I feel like I can miss another week. I was already on vacation, might as well. And that expands to a year to two years. And that's when you get stuck again in this weird funk. And so it's really important to do it every way. Like that's really the key to the structure. I mean, um, there's no like secret formula. I really think it comes back to doing the work. Exactly, TJ, being consistent. And that has paid off for me because I've realized in the time being where I've had a project and I've left it for a week, it's just like, it's just there. But I need to do it every single day so I could hold myself accountable because a lot of the part of having a growth mindset is holding yourself accountable and being your own best team player. Because if you don't, 
have that reliance on yourself, it's going to be really hard to sustain that type of mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Consistency is a superpower, but it's something that anybody can learn to do. You just have to commit and you're going to fall off. Sometimes you're you're going to fail and that's okay. It's what you do when you fail to get back on these healthy habits, these healthy routines, whatever goals you're setting for yourself that really sets the difference. So like, what does your routine look like at this point? Do you have any rules that you follow when you do fall off and, and get back on track? with what you're trying to do? These are all great questions, by the way. Um, So (laughs) questions that, of course, I've actually asked people when I've networked with them because it's just so insightful to see how everyone is so different. But at the end of the day, people that are very self-motivated and have a growth mindset are very alike in the way they live their life. So it's very fascinating, very intriguing. I would say for a routine, it always comes down to having exercise in all the areas of my well-being so physical mental emotional all of it spiritual um i deeply believe that like i teach students you know growth mindset is like a muscle you have to work on it every single day to strengthen it to build it so for me it comes down to spiritually taking care of myself. That's reading the Bible. That's, you know, meeting up with people and doing Bible study, going to church. When it comes to physical, doing a workout. If I don't have time to go to the gym, I'm going to go on a hike because our brain needs oxygen to work better. We genuinely need that. Um, And it's been scientifically proven that it helps exponentially to get fresh air, even for 10 minutes. So I try to do that every single day, no matter what. Um, Drink tremendous amount of water every single day to fuel my body. I am a deep believer in putting all the nutrients, all the best natural, simple things in your life to make yourself feel better. Eating, you know, your fruit, eating your vegetables. Of course, if I'm going to crave a dessert, I'll have it every now and then. Yeah. But, you know, taking care of yourself, that's where it's at. And mentally, I would say it comes down to everything my mom taught me and my mentors, which is the affirmations, right? It's um, self-clarity, journaling, so you declutter your mind. A lot of the times why people don't do and achieve the goals that they have on their to-do list is because they're so cluttered in their mind that they can't even come to a sense of clarity of what step they need to take. So that is highly important for me to just grab a pen, a piece of paper, a notebook, and then every day write down, brain dump what I'm thinking. What are my goals? What are my aspirations? What is on my to-do list? What do I need to do to get from plan A to plan D? So it's really taking that time to brain dump, which is extremely valuable. And I highly recommend it to anyone because self-clarity is powerful. Only you really know your answer on what journey lies ahead and how to get there, right? So it's like that quote, the answer is within you. You just got to seek it. You have to find it. Um, So doing that every day, I try because if I don't have that routine, that is my foundation. I feel like I can get lost in my journey. So it's very, very important for me to have that type of routine every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And having the ability to get things out of your head is so liberating. I know for, for different periods of my life, like I would be sitting in bed or laying in bed, thinking through all of these challenging things that I knew I had to overcome that were overwhelming me. And I'm just stirring, stirring over it night after night. And it wasn't until 
I realized, okay, I need to get these things out of my head and kept a journal by my bed. And when I was sitting there, sleep, you know, sleeping, trying to sleep and not being successful at it because I was thinking too much, just journaling for 20 minutes and putting that plan down. So I said, okay, that's ready for tomorrow. And now I can go to bed and rest because that's what my body needs. Yes. That, was, that was a game changer for me. But being able to build that into a habit was the hardest thing. You got to actually do it to, to make it effective. I'm so glad that you did that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something to come back to too. It's not something I have to do all the time, but it's just another tool in the toolkit. And that's what we that's all right. need to develop more of. So what are you focused on? We're in April of 2023 right now. You're finishing up school. What has your focus right now and, and what's coming down the pipeline? Focus, I would say school for sure. I need to yeah. graduate. <laughs> Got to get that so, degree checked gotta off. Got to get that degree checked off. Exactly. Yeah. So definitely focus on school. Um, being a full-time student and an entrepreneur isn't the easiest thing. And they, I would say, only go hand in hand if you are truly committed to put in double the work. Um, so being able to go to classes and night classes, especially, it gets hard coming back and, you know, having to do things for my business. But I think end of the day, it's just staying focused on, of course, graduating and working on my business, expanding my brand. Um, so I, I do all my branding because I actually do freelance marketing. And yeah. so that's been a great way for me to build my brand. Networking is something I will always continue to do because I truly believe the number one unwritten rule of success is networking. That's a quote I love. And it has benefited me so, so much in my life. So I want to continue networking, meeting new people, getting mentored by new professionals, and just learning and growing so much to the point where I don't only um, really succeed in my personal life, but in my professional life. So right now I only speak locally, but my goal is to speak globally to students. And something I've been focusing on recently is leadership development with students, um, because that, that's something I'm truly, truly passionate about, because I believe if we give these students tools and resources to be leaders, to have a growth mindset, to know how to network, to know how to be confident in their assets they have to offer and what skills they can contribute to make the world a better place, that we will have a better place full of students that will have more hope and be more eager to actually contribute more to society in the world. Yeah, we have to cultivate our future one yeah. child at a time. So exactly grateful for the work that you're doing there. Well, I would love to learn a little bit more about the business side. So your marketing, you're, you're helping other brands with, with their creative and, and all of their digital marketing, correct? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Tell, tell me more. Like what, what, who do you serve and, and how do you serve them? Yes. Yeah, so for me, it's um, particularly more like small businesses that I serve. It's anyone with a brand. So that's pretty expansive. Um, but I say that because I mean that because branding is where my heart is at. It's something that I love to do is bringing someone's brand vision to life and executing it in a way that is going to help them become successful in their business goals. Something that actually led me to doing that was I'm going to say it's been two years now, approximately, um, where I actually left my nine to five I was working for called Clutch Contracts. They're located in Sacramento. And we actually had a program called the Bold Speaker Series. And in that program, 
One of our speakers was Ruthie Bolton. Uh, she is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, Hall of Famer, yeah. WNBA player. I mean, super huge. She's a badass. Yep. She is. She's amazing. And that was a pivotal moment that made me become a freelance marketer, actually. She came in to do one of her rehearsal speeches um, at the venue where we were at. And I happened to be there. And everyone was incredibly nervous to meet this woman. I mean, I kid you not, people were shaking. Oh my gosh. And, you know, it's contagious, the energy oh, in the yeah. room. When people are that nervous, you start getting nervous. So I'm like breathing and doing what I've always learned, like inhaling in, exhaling, just doing like meditation, breathing practices to calm down. So I knew I wanted to talk to this woman because she is beyond my years where I want to be in life. And I just had to meet her. So she comes out, she finished talking and I say, Ruthie, I want to do what you do. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there. And I just need to know how you did it. Like, how did you get where you are in life today? How did you get to compete, not in just one, but two Olympics and win the gold twice and become a motivational speaker renowned around the world and, you know, have bestseller books and how just, how did you do this? I am dying to know. And she said, you know what, Genesis, because you were confident and you came up to me, I'm going to give you my number. Call me, let's have coffee. Immediately, I use that. Um, I call her the next day. We meet up for coffee. I sit down with her and I just share my story. Like my background, how I face diversity, who I am today, and why I am who I am today. And how I am so hungry to learn her keys to success, which is what I've always done with people in the past when I've networked. I genuinely just ask them, what are your keys to success? Tell me, what's the secret? There has to be a secret. And she told me what I heard with a lot of different professionals, obviously different experiences, you know, having the routine, having growth mindset, being surrounded by and people that really elevate that mindset, being focused on clarity, what goals you want, et cetera. And in that instance, she asked me, okay, what skills in marketing do you have? And I kid you not, I was so scared inside. I was shaking, but she couldn't <laughs> I tell I that I had to pitch myself essentially. Yeah. So I pitched myself to her. And I say, you know what? I don't have like 20 years of marketing experience, but I can tell you in the five years I've had, I can do anything for you because I will work so incredibly hard to learn it, even within a day, just to make that marketing work for you that someone else can do. I will pour my heart into it just to learn it for you. Yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, you know what? I want you on my team. I don't care what you do for me, but I want you to work for me. And I say... I do marketing the best besides speaking because she was already a speaker. So she didn't need help with that. Nope. And she needed help with marketing anyways, because she was actually um, changing her brand. So she was trying to do a brand change completely. And I said, you know what? I could do that. I could rebrand your whole business for you. She said, okay, let's get it work. I call my manager and I'm like, you know what? I'm super excited, but I'm sad. I'm leaving, you know, working for you all but I had to take this opportunity. I couldn't miss it. And they're like, you know what? We're so proud of you. You have to do what you have to do. Oh, absolutely. So chasing, down, chasing down the dream right yes, there. Yes, exactly. And that obviously changed my life. I'm so humble. She gave me that opportunity um, because even the community just, you know, saying that I've worked for that brand and that name is just 
helped me exponentially as a marketer and just even in speaking with those connections she's had. So it's been incredible just knowing what I tell people, you never know what a person could lead to. It could lead to a mentorship, a friendship, an opportunity, a job. So you always just make the introduction. Don't overthink it. I was overthinking it and I still did it. I believe in other people that they can do it. Yeah. And like you said, like networking, the foundation, your network is your net worth and you Mm -hmm. embodied being a curious leader, somebody that is brave and confident enough to go up to that person that you admire and you can learn from and you want to learn from and asking for help. You have to do that. Be able to get ahead and to create shortcuts in your life and find opportunities that you'll never find unless you connect and unless you ask. So that's a tremendous gift that you gave to yourself just by standing up and walking up there with confidence. And man, she saw something in you clearly. She did. Thankfully she did. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So that's, that's something that I'm sure a lot of the students, the, the people that you speak to, are looking for like how how do you surround yourself with with mentors and, yeah. and people that do have a growth mindset you know, let's just say like pretend i'm coming up to you after you've spoken to a room of students who are looking to become leaders and maybe i'm i'm looking to find some mentors what what advice would you have for me in that situation i would say be very careful with your environment be aware of your environment, if anything, careful and aware. Those are two things I would advise immediately. I wish I knew that sooner than later. I mean, I was told that um, by other people, but I think it really took me being in the right environments to say, wow, like this is like a gold mine. Like there are individuals here with wisdom that I can explain how exponential and valuable that was for my professional not only professional, but personal development, that they sat down with me for years. This has happened um, just since the age of 18, networking, essentially sitting down with them. What are your secrets? How do you do it? Them literally taking hours, walking me through a day to day lifestyle, the people they talk to, the connections they can introduce me to the formula, the structure they use, taking notes for years And then giving that to me just because out of their time, I was polite enough. Like you said, I was brave enough. Thankfully, I've been brave enough because I'm so hungry to learn where my fears, I just kick them aside. I'm like, just we got to do it and just go make that introduction. And so I would advise them to be careful with the environment you're in because you want to be surrounded by people that are going to uplift you and people you can learn from. I so agree with the quote that goes along the word saying, you never want to be the smartest person in the room, never. And that has helped me exponentially if I'm going to say anything. And it's just funny because, you know, I'm being real here. Like, I don't know everything. I'm 22 years old. I have a lot to learn. But going into rooms of people like Fortune 500 companies, people that are just successful beyond years I've dreamed of being. And I tell them just very confidently, I do not know how to do this. Can you please teach me? Because I am so hungry to learn. That is what has gotten others, people, attention, mentorships that have been in my life for years. And I would advise those students to go out there, make that introduction. It's going to be scary. Trust me, it was scary for me. But the advice 
and the guidance you get from individuals that have the tools and resources to help you, oh my goodness, it's incredibly, incredibly valuable and incredibly um, something that is a gem that you're going to hold on to for the rest of your life. That's going to help you. Yeah. And people should steal that quote, honestly, because <laughs> if you can say that with conviction, yeah, very, very few people are going to say, nah, no, no, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> and they're going to say, all right, <laughs> yeah. no, here's my number. Call me tomorrow if you're serious. Exactly. And then you're yeah. going to be curious and brave enough to do it. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. So and we've talked a lot about growth mindset, but this is yes. just packed full of gems. I'm taking lots of notes here. That's good. And I think part of part of having a growth mindset is doing the work to replace unhealthy habits yes. with healthy ones and creating, as you've said, like a strong routine that with consistency just builds and builds on that, that'll ultimately help you grow personally and professionally. Have you, I'm sure you have, like, what are some examples from, from your life where you've replaced some bad habits with healthier ones? And do you have any advice that you give to your students on how to do the same and develop those strong routines? That is something I always hit on actually when talking about a growth mindset, especially giving workshops. I'm all about doing workshops rather than keynotes. I just, I believe there's more of a strength there in terms of it's more engaging and when you more engage, interactive yeah yeah with people more exactly they're going to pay attention more um so something that i always tell them is something that was an atomic habits wonderful book i was like okay let's see if it lives up to the hype read it one of my favorite books in the whole world yeah. i one of the most recommended my, books it is and i was always like what if there's just so much hype and it's one of those things that's just trendy and people talk about a lot but no it is incredible, valuable. Um, within that book, it talked about how this man, he would leave a book at his living room stand, nightstand. He will leave it at his bedroom nightstand in the kitchen, anywhere there was a surface essentially where we, you would have your device, like your phone yeah. around you. And every time there was a book in that area in his home, he would put down his phone and pick up a book. And I was like, wow. If everybody did that, we would stop scrolling <laughs> as much as we do right now. I just know yes. that for a fact. Yes. And I was like, that is so insightful. So I don't do it to the extent where I leave it in every single place in my home where I would bring my phone because there would be books everywhere and it would yeah. be a mess. Um, but I do do it to the point where like in my kitchen or in my bedroom, I have a book because that has helped me where I feel like I'm going to start scrolling. I'm like, nope, not today. Pick up the book because that is going to feed you knowledge, genuine knowledge. And just being on technology a lot is not even healthy for your brains, uh, for your brain, for your eyesight, um, just for your mental health. It's not healthy. No, it's terrible. So it's going to pick up a book, read that, learn from that and be able to gain something insightful. Another thing is replacing unhealthy apps with healthy apps. I do not have my Instagram downloaded. I always have it deleted. The only one I have that is beneficial is LinkedIn, in my opinion, um, that I use and just have open. I think Instagram can be beneficial, but even as a marketer, I know the tricks it's playing with my mind. So I already know what to look for with the psychological warfare. It's so sure. bad. I for, It's been years. I turned off like the comments and the like button where it's like you can't get notifications because goodness, maybe people can have a superpower, 
or they can't let it affect them. But if I had my phone buzzing all day, I couldn't do anything. No, so I turn just, off all my notifications too. Good. Like, nothing yeah, exactly. but but texts and phone calls. It's the only thing. That's that I smart. Do. I think little things like that make a huge difference, and just being able to concentrate more in your day to day. Or even like I said, like I'll delete Instagram, but I'll have like my meditation app downloaded called Insight Timer. It's free. I always recommend right. it. It's really great, and you have actual professionals teaching you how to meditate on live and then recorded. Um, like seminars they've done and talks where they teach you how to meditate really really great and just having something like that downloaded instead where I could go and say you know what I'm feeling a little tense today I'm feeling a little stressed instead of going on Instagram I'm going to go on insight timer and I'm going to do my meditation for whatever time being it is they have a range from like you could do it for like five minutes and they have it till like an hour so it's incredible yeah. and it's free so that's important. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's looking to get into meditation, it's a great, great tool. So I use good. it too. And so I'd I, recommend that for sure. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, just, you know, you deleting your Instagram, for example, it's eliminating the decision entirely, yeah. which makes it far more likely that you're going to succeed, like getting up and going to the gym every morning, lay out your clothes the night before, exactly. put them right in front of where you're going to get out of bed. So there's just no chance that you're going to skip over them and not go yes. to the gym, getting rid of Instagram and replacing it with healthier apps. These are all examples of ways that you can eliminate the decision and actually build that habit and just forcing yourself not to think about it because when we think about it, that's yeah. when we come up with excuses and ultimately fall off. So I love exactly. that. And I was going to ask you, it's one, one of the things I, I like to ask just like productivity tools or, or apps that you use regularly that are actually beneficial as opposed to social media, which has the opposite effect and, yeah. you know, tends to just suck up our time and our mental health. So Insight Timer as one. Are there any other tools yes. that you use often that you wouldn't want to live without? I'm trying to think. Like top of my mind, I would say Audible. I would say that's really good. Um, even Spotify, specifically podcasts. When I drive to school, I actually have a 45 minute to an hour commute. It's wow. so long because um, I live in Roseville. And it's in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, so it is quite the distance. And I'll always try my best to either catch up with someone on the phone I haven't talked to for a while. Because I feel like keeping communication with people you're close to is very important in having that humane connection. Um, and it in turn creates a lot of joy in your life. So I think that's something I prioritize a lot. And then also just podcasts. Like whatever I'm doing, if I'm like cooking, going to school and I have that hour drive, I will put on a podcast and listen and learn. And I think that's just beneficial. It's multitasking in a healthy way where you can de-stress, learn something and be productive. I think that's just highly beneficial if you're able to do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like for me, even when I'm working out now or going on a run, I'm always listening to podcasts. Yes. Exactly. Trying, trying to like stack healthy habits. If I can learn something and I'm getting a good workout in, that's double the win. So I exactly. So it works. And one podcast I always recommend is Jay Shetty's. I just oh, yeah. I love, love it. It's amazing. I haven't listened to all his podcasts, 
but I'm pretty close to the majority. <laughs> I think I'm pretty yeah. close and I'll send it to all my friends. And when I do my talks, that's on there with insight timer, as okay. something you can replace with an unhealthy habit to use. And he's just incredible. I mean, the guy is wise beyond his years. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my wife loves Jay Shetty. I love Jay Shetty. Yeah. I haven't listened to enough of his podcasts. That's something I need to do. I, I Tim Ferriss for me is your okay. Jay Shetty. Like I've listened to probably <laughs> of his 700 plus episodes. I've probably listened to at least 75% of them. So, wow. and they're all that's long. Incredible. Yeah. That's all I listen to, but I need to di- diversify more. So it's time to listen to Jay a little bit more. Yeah, uh, no, you're good. It's good to listen to anything beneficial, honestly, absolutely. whatever you gain knowledge from. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So Genesis, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've made in yourself personally? It could be a financial investment, time that you've invested in something, energy that you've invested in something. Does anything come to mind? I think yet again, going back to networking, It's meeting with people that are where I want to be in life that I think are just so successful and inspire me that motivate me to be a better person by just looking at their LinkedIn or reading their book and saying, wow, this is incredible. Like you must have a superpower, a few at least and meeting with them, even if it's on zoom um, or it's in person, but being able to build authentic relationships and getting mentored and getting friendships from those connections from networking has been one of the best things that's paid off for my success. Humbly, I have a lot more to do. I'm only 22 years old, but in the time being from 18 to where I am now with 22 years old, I would not have done even half the things I've done if I hadn't had the opportunity to reach out to people, actually create time in my day-to-day life, part of my routine and connect with people you know, say, hey, I found that we have this similarity. And, you know, I found you're a speaker. I would love to have five to 10 minutes of your time to gain some insight as that would help me on my journey and see how I could add value to you. Just saying something as simple as that has led to a tremendous amount of connections that, you know, would take an hour to go over. But people that genuinely have helped me get where I am today by introducing me to opportunities, referring me for things for speaking or marketing and saying, hey, you know, I know this great, wonderful lady, Genesis, she could do your brand for you. She can speak for your students at your university. Having people that have helped me support me that way has been my, if not number one successful thing in business is really word of mouth marketing. Having such an authentic relationship with people where they keep coming back for value and I keep going back to them for them for mentorship and for guidance, which has been great. Yeah. I love that. People should steal that line too. That was gold. <laughs> That's good. Hard, hard for people <laughs> to say no to that. Yeah. So networking is, is critical. I mean, in pretty much it anything is. that you do in life, it is so critical, but there's ways to do it effectively. Yeah. And there's ways to not. And part of that is the follow-up. It's the intentional yes details that happen after the first meeting. I'm curious if you have like a system or or anything that you do to keep those connections alive and keep moving the relationship forward after that first meeting, because sometimes you may not see that person again ever or yeah. not for months and time goes by, you forget their name, they forget you. And it's important to like stay top of mind. So I'm curious if you have any insights there. Definitely what you said is a key word is the details. 
the people that I know in the community that are known for their business or, or who they are as an individual, and they just have a lot of recognition and credibility would be the good word to use. That credibility came from them being so detailed when they meet someone that they follow up on birthdays, which I try to do my best, special events. It could be an anniversary that someone posted on Instagram or LinkedIn and said, oh, it's me and my husband or me and my wife's, you know, 35th anniversary and direct messaging them, not just going in the comments, but direct messaging them, going the extra mile to add value is what makes you memorable as a person in their network is knowing, wow, you know, TJ reached out to me and somehow, you know, he saw my post about it being my, you know, 35th anniversary, but he went into my messages to directly message me. That shows he appreciates that so much more and wants to celebrate that more. Yeah. So it's just going the extra mile pays off, honestly. So I've been trying to do that my best. Like you said, it's not easy um, to stay in touch, especially when you connect with so many individuals. And I know like yourself, you connect to a lot of people too, yeah. but I think simple is key. Not overthinking that. I had to learn that. We don't have to write them a full speech or an essay. No. <laughs> but yeah, just, exactly. you know, something that is saying, I remember you, I see you, and I appreciate you. And I literally will just say those words sometimes. You know, I'll message them in the day of the week and say, you know what? I appreciate you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. And just something as simple as that is crazy how thankful they are and saying, oh, well, thank you. I needed to hear that. I've had a stressful day. Make my somebody's morning. day. Yeah. You know, exactly. So just really being an encourager, uplifter and remembering those details, but doing it in a way that is so simple and authentic is what makes you a memorable person, I believe. Yeah. A little bit of kindness goes yes. a long way because in this digital world, it's, it's becoming less and less common. Yeah. So it is an easy way to, to stand out and, and really build meaningful relationships. So exactly. Genesis, sure. so, so much gold here. Like we, 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 we could keep talking for, for hours. We might have to have you back on the podcast, but Sounds good. <laughs> as we transition to, yes. to wrapping up, I have a choose your own adventure question for you. So you can pick which one you'd like to answer or, or okay. both if you so desire, but what's a favorite place you visited in you know the last couple of years or, or what's a recent adventure you went on with some friends or, or family? And in either case, what was it like? What made it so memorable? What was like a favorite meal or, or drink you had or a lesson that you learned along the way? Does anything come to mind? I would say from last summer, I would say going to Florida, Key West, that yeah. was amazing um i've heard plenty of people talk about going to key west and saying it's one of the best vacation spots like you have to go so i was like okay i'll go um so i went with my fiance that's actually when we got engaged so that made oh, it no really way. cool oh, <laughs> so it was yeah. great he did a good job did it on the beach you know did the whole movie scene surprise so awesome yes total surprise nice <laughs> so it was great um and just being able obviously to have that like beautiful memory from there but being in a place that is so relaxing especially if you love the beach i'm a beach person so being able to see the ocean and you know just like um, wildlife over there it's just amazing um like ocean wildlife dolphins yeah. which you don't see every day unless you live on the beach by the beach which i don't get in roseville san francisco <laughs> no um, i definitely don't beach. get it here in bend oregon either <laughs> yeah even that is like a two, three hour drive for me. So being able to go to the beach in such a beautiful place like Florida, I definitely recommend going somewhere, taking a vacation because you need a recharge 
as much as I applaud the grind, I applaud resting because without rest, you're an empty cup and you can't give on to others. You can't fill their cups because you're so empty. So it's just being really careful where your energy is at so you don't get burnt out, which I've been there before. And making sure that, you know, you take those vacations because you deserve it. And, you know, yes, money is money, but end of the day, you need to recharge and your well-being is more important than a price you put on it. Yes. Americans are the worst at this, by the way. <laughs> Don't take more vacations, people. It is yes. like life is meant for exploring. You need to get exactly. out there and, and see the world and give yourself time to celebrate all the hard work that yeah. you're putting in. So I love that. Thank Do you. you have any ask, challenge, or, or parting advice for everyone listening in? I would say three things I'll leave you with okay. when it comes to mindset, because that's what I deeply, deeply am passionate about and believe about. Number one is surround yourself with the right people. In order to do this, it is difficult sometimes, but what I would say is literally take a pen and a piece of paper and write down a list of people that have a growth mindset that are in your community or people in your network that you haven't reached out to maybe in a while. Enlist yeah. them in order of person that I think has the most type of you know growth mindset to least. And when you get down to the bottom of the list, I want you to not, you know, saying like, oh, kick them out of your life, reject them. That can sound a little cruel, but I say just focus on the people more on the top of your list because that's where you want to be in life. That's the type of person you want to be, right? And really have that list because sometimes it's hard when we know so many people and it really takes you that time of clarity to write down a list of people, you know, that have the most growth mindset oriented um, type of mentality to the least. And the people in the top 10 those are your people that mentor told me this name. They're your Oprah list. They're the people that you're going to want to check on every other week, at least once a month if you're busy and check in with them, have a cup of coffee, meet via Zoom, ask them about their day, ask them about how their kids are doing, how their life is doing, how you can help them. Those people in the top 10 are your Oprah list. They're your golden list. They're extremely valuable and you're going to want to take care of them and remember to check in. Number two, it would be to carve out time to make sure that you have a routine that works for you. And keep in mind, routine changes all the time. My routine has changed exponentially from even a month ago. It's crazy. So analyze where you are in life and what you need to fuel you to make sure your cup isn't empty and to make sure that routine is keeping you sustainable and keeping you at your best. And I would say the last thing is really to practice things that connect to having a growth mindset. Go into podcasts like Jay Shetty, for example. Go even on TEDx, you know, YouTube or certain things that have to do with how to rewire your brain and learn the science behind it. Really gaining knowledge on how to rewire your brain and how to have a growth mindset is extremely beneficial and will help you not just today, but every other day and make you the better person that you want to become. Oh my gosh, I needed to hear all of this. That's good. Okay, good. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah, the Oprah list. I mean, I've heard it's it awesome. said. Yeah, it's important. I need to do that. That's my homework for this. It's um, so good. Oh my gosh, Genesis. I'm sure people are going to just be eager to follow your journey and we'll have lots of questions for you. So what's the easiest way to keep up, keep up with you, to connect with you online? 
I would say LinkedIn is number one. That's what I'm on the most. That app is not deleted. Um, right. So LinkedIn at Genesis Vaccaro. And then I would say Instagram. I do download it. I do use it every now and then. So that will be Genesis Vaccaro underscore. And then there should be my website, should be my contact info. And if you ever just need um, some encouragement on your journey or guidance. I hope I can help you. I will add value in some way. So just reach out and um, don't be hesitant to start a connection with me. Awesome. Well, we will put that in the show notes for everyone listening. And if anything Genesis has said today resonates, I do recommend you reach out to her. Um, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. This has been a real treat. I know I've taken a bunch of notes and I'll be following your journey and rooting for you every step of the Thank way. You. So I looking forward it. to seeing what you accomplish in the many years ahead. You're only 22. Yes. So Crazy. Keep it up. Thank thanks again. You. I appreciate it, TJ. There's always a helping hand on the sun. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.